Yo, what's good? This is the One Lake Conversations pod with your host, Hoseon Hill. Um, before we get into this next pod, I just want to just come in and just quickly say thank you. And I'm grateful to be have this platform to be able to share and just enjoy every minute of making each episode from each individual guest that's been coming on. I enjoy every single person that takes the time to be able to come in and just talk and discuss with me. Um, I enjoy it as much as as much as sharing it with y'all. Um, if you have anything you want to, if you yourself want to listen to or hear about, feel free to drop it down in the comments. I would love to hear y'all's feedback. I would love to hear what y'all think about the episode or what y'all think about the conversation had. But uh, yeah, more to come soon. More things, more better stuff to come. Um, I'm just really grateful and just happy that I'd be able to do this because I enjoy everybody who comes on. I'm grateful for anybody who likes to come on as well. But yeah, yeah. Anything else? Let's just get into it. All right, this is the uh, One Lake Conversations pod. I think this is going to be episode six, I believe so. I have my good buddy Will here. Say what's up, Will. Yo, what's up, y'all? Uh, he's going to be talking about his own his own, uh, own stuff about how he has his own gym and his own personal life and how he got to this point. So let's do a little introductory. So, Will? Hey, also, uh, I'm playing with Will. Uh, Will Mann. Um, so I grew up here in, uh, B County, uh, Freeport at a young age, moved to Lake Jackson, uh, grew up here, played football at B-Wood, uh, right after graduation, went off into the military, went off into the Marines, got out back in 2020, just trying to kind of find what I wanted to do. Uh, I started working at F-45 down in downtown Lake Jackson, started training a little bit, uh, Started moving around different jobs, trying to refine my skills and just about anything I could get my hands on. For sure. Um, then I came up with the idea of starting to train on my own rather than uh, rely on another company and train for them. Uh, so I started thinking about it, uh, having some people come up to me telling me it's a good idea. The encouragement was a lot. Yeah. Wouldn't have done that without people believing in me most definitely um because that's where it all starts you know having that good that good like circle around you that will help you build up to what you want to believe in yeah exactly um so now here i am over a year strong uh growing in members growing in uh, new equipment yeah yeah you know i don't have no fancy loan nothing i started this out with a dream and a credit card yeah self-made yeah, that's so where it starts. That's where it starts. Yeah. Most says that's where it starts. So I put, you know, a little five thousand dollars on my credit card on, into equipment, and yeah. then I piece stuff here and there, place it marketplace, <laughs> let go, you know, whatever, get my hands on. I take donations. For sure, for sure, <laughs> most definitely. And you know, everything's just been it's been going smooth. Running, everybody runs into uh, into problems. Yeah, most in, definitely in the personal life and in business. So I've just been juggling, juggling everything. I'm always busy 24-7. For sure, for sure. Which, again, I appreciate you for taking the time to come in on here as well. So this is a go back before we get into the gym stuff. So you played football in high school. You went to the military. What, 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 was, the, what was the decision there? Like, why did you do that as opposed to doing something else? So, I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to be in the military. For sure. Uh, I always played Army men and 
little tanks and stuff like that. Most definitely. Um, so, I mean, always, I guess always in the back of my head, I was like, you know, I kind of want to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then at the time, uh, I had a girlfriend and I joined the military. Yeah. Every, like majority of people go into the military with a high school sweetheart, you know. For sure, for sure. But then uh, a very high majority of people that go into the military with a high school girlfriend, <laughs> they, they don't last. <laughs> so that's basically what happened. I went in there. Uh, want to, want to grow with that person. Yeah. And then, uh, that didn't end up working out in the military. For sure. And you know that, that for anybody gets people you know depressed and down in the dumps. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a hump that's like you didn't expect coming for most people, especially when they're high school sweethearts. You know, mm-hmm. going into it like thinking it'll be a forever thing, and then it turns out not to be, unfortunate. And just that, just that little concept alone gets a lot of people naive and through it. So that's that's yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. So uh, once I started getting you know depressed and down in the dumps, mm-hmm. uh, I really didn't know what to do with my life. You For know, sure. I, I would I would follow orders like I'm sp- like I'm supposed to do like I'm told to do. Yeah. Uh, but my friends who kept me busy the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously. Uh, Which is good. Yeah. I, good. I I had a a buddy. They really got me uh, back into working out because, you know, I was always in shape because of football and stuff like that. Yeah. And then in shape because I was a Marine. But when I started going downhill a little bit, getting out of shape, getting a little belly. <laughs> and then uh, my friend Jovi, uh, he's actually uh, living in Kentucky right now. He's opening his own gym. Really? He's doing bodybuilding competitions. Dang. He's doing all kinds of stuff. He's doing great in life. That's crazy. He's uh, He got me back into the gym. That's the cool. That's and cool. I started going every single day, no excuses. For sure. Uh, and then he taught me a lot about form. And mm-hmm. then we eventually, me and him, got you know a lot of people in our unit to go all together. We would all all work out together because we had our own little private gym out there. What? Uh, the small base I was in. Oh uh, yeah. And where was that? It was in North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Always nice. stationed out at Cherry Point. Yeah. But we worked 30 minutes off base on a little tiny base called Bogue. Mm-hmm. So. We went out there uh, for our daily duties. We had a little gym out there. Yeah. No AC, no nothing. Damn. We were just, you know, in a big garage gym. <laughs> we were just blaring music, sweating our ass off, pumping iron. Uh, and that made me fall back in love with it all over again. Yeah, yeah. And then that really is a lot of the reason why I decided to, to open my own gym. For sure. Is because people don't. People always doubt their strengths and their abilities. Most definitely. Especially the people coming to my gym. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my members are like 40-year-old women or 30-year-old yeah. women. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, I need to get back in shape. I need motivation. I need someone to keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing in the gym. There's all these different things. Most definitely. Um, so once they come into here, uh, sometimes we, you know, we max out or, you know, they, they just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And I'll just walk up, and I'll, you know, take the small weights they got, and I'll give them bigger weights. And they look at me like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I want to see you try. And they they end up surprising themselves. Cause it's all the mentality thing. Most of the, at the end of the day, it's all the mentality thing. They, mm-hmm. see, they see a big number, and they're like, you can't do that until they actually start, like, doing it. So, that, yeah, yeah, most exactly. definitely. Yeah, I mean, because when I got back into it, Whenever Jovi got me back into it, mm-hmm. I was used to the weight I was lifting in high school. 
being in shape, lifting every day, and I, w- I couldn't do n- not near the same weight that I did then. <laughs> so I got really discouraged, sure. and he was just he kept my, uh, my head on straight uh, and just pushed me, kept me going every day. Uh, started uh, cooking my own meals, make sure they're balanced, eat a lot of protein. That's the hardest part for me is cause the, the whole, like, the food aspect. That's the hard part for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I already got, like, my schedule down to going to the gym, right? But the eating right, that's that's always hard for yeah, me, bro. That's the hardest part for most people. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can go to the gym and move some weights, but it's what you do afterwards. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm still learning that concept to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. So – like on building your gym right if like a person wanted to do that or someone else how would you how would you recommend someone doing that because i remember you, you were talking about you like you had someone like a partner or whatever but like from from somebody what do you what do you think like they should do or or like from a person that's actually doing it as we speak well in our area there's a lot of personal trainers yeah. There's a lot of gyms. We got Evolution in the Mall. We got Planet Fitness, Family Fitness. Uh, you know, all th- all these gyms in the t- in the town surrounding us. So it's a little it's a little tough in our area, especially. Most definitely. But I mean, if I was you, if I was if I was just starting out again, mm-hmm. I would uh you know start off small, start with something manageable. Yeah. Uh, if you wanna. Uh, just start off with a few people, you know, do one-on-ones, go to the gym, get them comfortable, and then uh, like what really helped me is I found a, a partner. Yeah. Right. L- I was very blessed. Yeah. I found a, a partner that had already been training for years, uh-huh. uh, sports-specific training. He already had a facility. He already had turf. He already had equipment. Yeah. Uh, and then when I came in the picture, he was like, yeah, I'm getting older. Uh, I want someone to, you know, kind of take the reins on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I, I bought them my credit card and I, I bought and uh, a dream some some, <laughs> some, some row machines and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all kinds of stuff and put it into there. But you know, every like I said, everything comes with adversity. For sure. I ended up not being able to continue. Most definitely. Together, his schedule was super busy. He was never there, um, and it was all calling, falling on my shoulders for the most part. And you know, I had just started out. He 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 let the he let me know that you know, I was gonna need to either pay all the bills or Damn. we were gonna have to split up because he couldn't he couldn't afford it at the time. Mm. And that was with me only six months in. So here I am, six months in, maybe like five people, <laughs> and the rent being you know like twelve that twelve hundred dollars. Damn. So I'm over here having to pay off my equipment, having to pay pay some bills. Uh. But like I said, very blessed. So yeah, most that, definitely. That ended up not working out because it was like, a, but even then it was like a learning, like a learn, like something that you learn on the long way. Yeah. So it wasn't like such, like just that you blow off. Yeah, because like I was, I was giving him a much as much as I could to keep it open. He was doing as much as he could to keep it open. Yeah. And we didn't know how long it would last. Most so definitely. We were, we were taking it month to month, trying to, trying to, trying to work. He was trying to refer me people. I was trying to find people to join. Mm-hmm. Anything we could. Uh, and it just didn't work out, but but thankfully one of my members, another business owner, Main Street Nutrition, I've been knowing her for probably two years now. Yeah, maybe maybe two and a half, almost three. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of my members at F45 when I was first training there. Yeah. Then whenever I started my own thing, 
she was one of the ones that encouraged me and you know make help me start up the place yeah yeah so then he she became my member yeah and then whenever that situation didn't work out she was like you know i got my i got my nutrition place i think there's enough enough room for a gym and your equipment we can knock down some walls we can tear up the carpet stuff like that we can make it work i was like, all right cool yeah so i came and looked at the place i was like yeah we can make this work so you know time was running out i only had i only had two weeks i had two, t- weeks. I had two weeks notice to get all my stuff out uh and move to the new location so we had a all in one weekend we came in we ripped up all the carpet we knocked down a wall we uh damn place place new flooring in uh i had to order i had to order you know mats for the floor uh thankfully i got some of the turf from my other partner yeah because he didn't really have a purpose for it so he cut what he needed out of it mm-hmm. and i got the rest of it that's cool it was a, a surprisingly smooth transition so it wasn't like anything like no bad terms or no like nothing it was just a mutual thing yeah it was, it was a, it's a mutual thing like for sure. ob- obviously he he could have wished i could have kept it going most definitely and, and so do i because it was a it was a great place to be at yeah but i mean i still see him out in public we're still cool we still shake hands yeah most definitely oh it, it which is could. good you know which is good yeah it just it just couldn't work out you know he's still training yeah but uh just not at his own place like mm-hmm. i said he's sports specific so he can go out to a field mm-hmm. he's a coach at a uh, bradsport christian school well, so he has a, he has access to their, their facilities because he mainly uh, specializes in youth oh okay. he wants to specialize in youth so that they have a good role model uh helps them grow uh physically and mentally give mm-hmm. them a a good a good mindset because nowadays some kids don't know how to work out hard they don't know how to you know good work ethic and stuff like that he wants to to instill that in them yeah for sure so i'm happy he's, he's able to keep going most definitely <laughs> so <laughs> you all right yeah yeah right. <laughs> so, man it's like it's a little something new so getting the equipment and stuff right what's the what's the paperwork side of it because that that's always like a thing that i think about and a lot of things when people start something what's the paperwork beside like do you have to have like like you hear this word like llc or stuff like that do you need any of that per se or i mean there's there's multiple options you can go go about it with the business for sure you can go llc which uh completely uh takes you away uh from the entity so it's you are a separate person from your business oh that's what that means see i always got that confusing okay so as LLC. When you get an LLC, your business is its own entity. Uh-huh. Um, with your own being it, it being your own entity, you can uh, you can claim any bills that you may you may pay. Dang. So, uh, all my, all the equipment, everything, you keep the receipts, and then you have to file it. Uh, it's called a 1099. Yeah. Like a tax form, which basically, that form is like, you you count all your money with before with no taxes taken out. Mm-hmm. Because you, as a business. I'm I'm just taking the money, taking the money, taking the money, keeping track of everything. And at the end of the year, I say, yeah, I made this much. And then I give all my bills, like, you know, rent, electricity. Uh, if I wanted to, I could put a, put my phone plan on it. Yeah. Uh, like, you can do a lot with the LLC. That's if crazy. you wanted to with the LLC, you can go to a dealership and you can get a car under your dealership. See, I always hear all this stuff, but I didn't know how true it was, right? That's yeah. cool. Well, yeah, with the LLC, you have to 
you know, go file for your own line of credit. So there's a lot, a lot of small steps, which I'm not, I'm not fully educated in. Okay, that's all on. good. Yeah, but for there, sure. There are a lot more possibilities if you go LLC. Um, <clears throat> and there's, there's another thing called a DBA. DBA. DBA is doing business as. So doing business as basically, it establishes the fact that you're doing business at like Ironman Athletics is my business name. Mm -hmm. So if I were to file a DBA. Yeah. It would register the fact that Ironman Athletics is real, oh. but it doesn't separate the two. Mm. So say if I have a DBA yeah. and I have insurance for my gym or something like that, I would have to, or if a member were to get injured, it would, wouldn't necessarily take the liability off of me mm -hmm. per and, se. and put it towards my business. LLC, if you have insurance, it's on your business. Oh. But at DBA, it's it's on you as well. Okay. There's no okay. separation between the two. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. you're one in, one in the same, basically. Okay, that's cool. So Will, you started from the gym, went to the went to the fort. No, you went to the forces first, right after high school. Mm -hmm. All right. Started gym, which was last year. Right. So what's what's like the what's something that you learn? Like to learn, like the biggest out of doing all these things in life that your knockdowns to your changes to the adaption to learning from doing the gym part, doing everything else. What kept you going? Like, what is your motivation, like so, per se? So, like I said, I, I couldn't have done it without the people around me motivating mm -hmm. me. But uh, one of the biggest things that I wanted to touch on was was, sure. my, was my religion. Most definitely. Uh, so I'm a Christian, uh, non-denominational. Mm -hmm. And uh, but what does that mean? I, I I'm not really like I'm not for like from like real like like um uh, like competent and like and all that stuff. So what is what do you when you say Christian and and what was it the non-denominational? Oh, what does that mean? Uh, so I don't have an exact definition for non-denominational. The best way I can explain it, okay, most is, definitely, is like a common a common person. So like you can go to a non-denominational church dressed mm -hmm. casually. Oh. You can go in shorts and flip-flops and a hat if you want to. For sure. Like no one's there to judge you. You're a normal person. Uh, you can go there. You can, you know, worship God, and you can, you know, have a go go about your life. Okay. okay. Like you don't have to go dress in a suit and tie and stuff like that. And be like oh these these people are, are going to judge me if I don't dress up in my Sunday best stuff like that. Mm. That's not the kind of environment at least that i've been in uh -huh. i know some people experience that experience that when maybe searching through their faith for sure everything that i've gone through yes sir uh has uh been how i've been brought up most of the time or how i've been brought up uh so <coughs> at a young age uh you know i've gone through challenges with my mother and father Perfect. uh you know monetary wise not being able to have the money for a lot of things as mm -hmm. a kid assisting my parents with bills but i always knew that no matter what would happen mm -hmm. is that god would always take care of us for sure so ever since ever from like since a young age i would no matter what we went through if we didn't have money for the light bill money for the water bill uh, if we couldn't afford rent i knew that he was always gonna take care of us because I, I started mowing lawns at a young age uh, how old at like a 10 or 11 10 11 damn yeah i was out, I was out in the streets hustling heck yeah <laughs> mowing some grass <laughs> that's uh, where it starts that's yeah, where it starts but like 
I guess my my family just instilled hard work ethic, mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't want if you want something, and you can't have it, you gotta go get it. For sure, most definitely. Um, so them bringing me to church at a young age, uh, just helped me instill you know if, if you if you can't get something, go get it. But if but no matter what, no matter how hard you're trying, yeah, and you can't get it, just know that it's gonna be okay and you're gonna be taken care of. Into, yeah, for sure. So, uh, if I go through something with the gym, like I did before, and went with, the, with that uh, other location, I was like, you know what, something's gonna come through. Uh, transition's gonna go through. I might, it might take a minute. I might go through some trouble, but I know it's gonna happen in the end. Uh, so that really helps me with stress. Most definitely. Most people, you know, most everybody stresses. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's the way you. Uh, you go about that stress because even though everybody goes through stress it's always a good way to release it in a certain way no matter if it's well it has to be positive but no matter if it can be able to lift off you because you know at the end of the day it's still not going to get any like sort of i guess and i quote better per se but at least lifting that off and making sure that you're okay physically mentally it's always a great thing so i do understand that yeah just having having a God and Jesus as my rock, mm-hmm. it uh, it takes the stress off of my shoulders that I might be going through at the time mm-hmm. to help me focus on what I need to do. So I know what I need to do, right. but a lot of times stress can make it hard to function to do those things, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it's helped me. Um, sa- same thing with the depression in the military. Uh, I turned to God. I gave him all my problems. I was going through a lot. Um, Not just relationship-wise, but, uh, you know, just daily challenges. A lot of military members uh, go through suicidal thoughts and things like that. Yeah, most definitely. It's very common in in the military. Yeah, which is very, very, like, tragic, too, because, like, you know. But that's crazy. So did you, like, in the mid, like, so you... You start at a young age with the with like being more faithful and stuff, right? But what what made it? What, like, I don't know how to say this. Mm. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out a way. To figure that. So, <laughs> how my bad. So tell it. So, so tell me more about like the religion aspect of it. Like, what do you like? Do you do? Do you do the whole like like reading through like the Bible every day? And stuff are picking out or what like what do you do because i mean, like for myself right i always like every time i'm talking to people with like with religion and stuff right they always tell me like oh you have to do this 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 every day because you're if you don't then you know something like on the background will be like bad or whatever but how do you how do you like as a as a christian man like, how do you do your day by day so basically uh a lot of people think Oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. Right. I have to earn my way into heaven. That's not how it is. Like God already, already God already gave His Son to forgive your sins, For sure. so that you can go to heaven. All you need to do is fully believe in God and try your best to live by His, by His word. Most definitely. Um, so, whenever people say, "Oh, you got to read your Bible every day. You got to do this. You got to do that. Um, you got to wear." You know these nice clothes to church. You gotta yeah, look yeah. good. You gotta, you gotta go out and volunteer whenever you can. Like, those things are good. God wants you to help people. God 
wants you to uh, give to the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. He wants you to spread his word. Um, but like someone that like just might not be able to do those things. Most definitely. You don't need to say, "Oh, I don't, I don't deserve to go to to you know to heaven," or "I don't read the Bible every day, so I don't deserve to go to heaven." Right. I don't pray to him every day. I don't, you know, I don't. Like me and uh me and my girlfriend, we we pray at meals. Yeah. Uh, pray at meals together. We go to church. Uh, some some weeks we know we're just we're just really busy. Most definitely. Um, and we're not able to go every week. Um, but we try to make sure we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily uh like an obligation. You right. know, I got to go to church every Sunday, or I don't, or I haven't earned earned something. Yeah. yeah, you just go whenever you can. Uh, you just need to find a church that you're comfortable in, find a church that the people accept you in. Uh, you're gonna run into a lot of a lot of ways or a lot of things that uh, you know, you're gonna think, oh, these people are judgmental. Mm-hmm. These people are, uh, what's the word? Uh, where they they don't they don't act how they how they speak. So basically, uh, they say, "Oh, you shouldn't steal," and then they go out and they do the same oh, thing. Oh, it's um, I know that word. What is it? Uh, uh we're, we're they're being a hypocrite. Hypocrite. That's yeah. what it is. A lot of people are like church. Churches are full of hypocrites. They're full of judgmental people. Most definitely. But you got to think about it. Why are they at church? Mm. They're at church because they need God. Most they're definitely. at church because they need Jesus. They're at church because they're not perfect. Most definitely. Which nobody's no one is. Per- nobody's perfect. Right. Some people are going to be hypocrites. Some people are going to steal. Some people are going to do all these bad things. Right. But, you know, people aren't perfect. Most and as definitely. long as you, as long as you know what you're doing is wrong and you're trying to change your ways. Right. That's all that matters. Most definitely. Most but, definitely. But, like, me personally, I don't read the Bible every day. Okay. For sure. What I do is... I mean, it's probably not very, very common, but like Instagram reels, uh, stuff like that. I'll try to make it to where my app, my algorithm is, is positive Christian based. So like, uh, you can even search up hashtags, you know, search up hashtags and go through the videos, like the videos, uh, and do stuff like that to make your algorithm pop up with nothing but positive stuff. Mm -hmm. So now like, my algorithm is basically uh, basically scriptures or or pastors teaching uh but what i like to try to make sure happens is on the touchy subjects oh like how touchy like like so now everything is very normalized which is it's too normalized a lot of things are too normalized and a lot of churches are scared to talk about subjects like that Mm -hmm. so I try to make sure I find content that talks about it. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it's not easy to find people that will openly talk about it because, you know, cancel culture and things like that. Yeah. Oh, you're judgmental. Oh, why can't you just accept me for who I am? Most definitely. <coughs> it's like, yeah, like, we can accept you for who you are, but that doesn't mean I should change my beliefs. Most definitely, yeah. I, To be honest, I, that's what I truly believe in that, right? Especially since, like... You know, you're not you're not doing anything like you know, people are like very extensive, like doing something like harming those people or like t- or like telling those people like, hey, you're doing this, this, you know, 
it, instead of just saying like, okay, you're good, but I'm not gonna change who I am as because it's not hurting you in a way. So that's why I feel like that's a misconception between people when they try to tell or like try to put their stuff on people and stuff, which I totally understand that. Yeah. Right? So so on the touchy subjects, right? What are, what are like what are the one of the ones that that you find interesting that they're not talking about if you want to if you want to talk about that obviously um if you want to like yeah i mean there's quite a few for um, sure if you want to get into it like we don't have to if you don't want to yeah we, we can it's no problem uh there's, there's lots of issues that people don't want to talk about right. uh and even being a business owner you have to you have to accept everyone most definitely um so myself being a conservative Christian business owner, having my own beliefs, um, that's why I kind of I search for the truth. Right. So I kind of know the background of everything in my own religion. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people are, are, you know, blind leading the blind. They don't know everything, and they just go based off you know what they've heard. But a lot of touchy touchy subjects, such as like, uh, I don't I don't want to offend nobody but this is the truth you know truth speaks or facts speak louder than feelings yeah most definitely uh, like for for instance the the rainbow you know the rainbow flag yeah. representing lgbtq uh originally the in the bible it, it says that the rainbow is for god's promise right. whenever he flooded the earth and created the ark um you know that after the flood had receded the the rainbow came out and it was a promise from God that He would never flood the earth again. Yeah, yeah. It was, which I didn't know that honestly. It was it was to clear out, you know, all all the bad things that had corrupted the earth, and you know, some people feel like the LGBTQ claimed the rainbow because they they think that they're LGBTQ, so God won't accept them. So they think that. Uh, the rainbow is basically a mockery of that. Hmm. Oh, he's not going to flood the earth anymore. Yeah. This was his promise, so we're going to claim the rainbow. See, I didn't know any so of that. We can, yeah. So we can do what we want, and we know nothing, nothing, he's not going to flood the earth again. Right. But, you know, that's all, you know, based on your personal opinion and yeah, stuff for like sure. that. That's just a touchy subject that, you know, has popped up multiple times in my timeline. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, See, I, like, my algorithm is weird, so I just be, like, I get, like, the whole, like, government conspiracy theories yeah, on I, my I, I get those too yeah yeah but see i never heard that that's interesting very interesting yeah Most definitely uh another a guy that uh always pops up on mine his name is mark driscoll mark driscoll mark driscoll he's a he's a pastor a conservative pastor and he talks a lot about these tufty subjects oh really about living with your spouse before marriage and mm -hmm. uh being a, a man like leading mm -hmm. lots of lots of the culture now is you know women need to be independent yeah uh women they're they're the they can they can be their own boss they can go out they can make their money they don't need to prioritize having a man and stuff Sorry. like that like you know city girls yeah yeah and stuff like that he what i what i find is really important in the world that we've kind of gotten away from is is that nuclear family where you have a mother and you have a father and mm -hmm. you have your kids. Yeah. And that's your unit. Yeah. Lots of people nowadays, they'll go out and they'll not think about who they're having a kid with. And they won't think about their actions after they have sex and they have a kid. And, you know, that's the nuclear family that messes up. Yeah. But he, 
he just kind of gives the insight on like what the Bible says about that and how strong you're supposed to be, what a man's supposed to do, a man's supposed to provide, the mm-hmm. man is made to work, mm-hmm. he's physically stronger, physically faster, you go out and you work and you provide for your woman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she can go out and have a job too. Most definitely. As long as the, as long as the kids are taken care of. Right. Like me and my girlfriend, we don't have no kids yet, we're not married. She goes out and she'll work, she'll make her money, she'll hustle. I'm do the same thing. Whenever we get married, you know, that's when things start to change. Yeah. If we don't have kids, then yeah, we're both going to have dual income and we're going to save as much money as we can until we already have kids. But once you have kids, we're going to start to tr- have that transition to where we have that saved up from us having our dual income. But I'm going to be the main provider. Most definitely. And, you know, being a supporter, like you're supporting. Yeah. And yeah, that's, so. some, that's something I truly believe in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, lots of people would disagree. I mean, disagree with me on that, but. It's your own personal opinion, like I said. At the end of the day, this conversation we're having, it's, it's all about opinion, all about what your thoughts and what your opinions about stuff. So it's like it doesn't, like I said, I'm gonna put, we're going to release this stuff and just type. So don't worry about it, man. Which yeah. I'm I'm a true believer, like having your own opinion, have your own things, nothing. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's where uh, the conservative part of me comes out. It's like I believe in the Constitution. Right. Like you can believe whatever you want to believe, as Most long definitely. as as long as you're not hurting nobody else. Yeah, it's you just do what you want to do. I like I, I'm gonna speak the truth to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we disagree, we disagree. I don't want to fight. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I, I, I don't want to argue. <laughs> yeah. I don't want nothing. Yeah. If you give me your opinion, I'm gonna give you my opinion. And then call yeah, it a day. If we, yeah, we call it a day. That's cool. That's what a lot of people don't. don't that do. don't understand. They always try to like go extreme or try to make it a one-up situation like at the end of the day we can have disagreements but i'm still not going to be like oh you're not my friend anymore or nor this you know what i'm saying like that that's why i think i feel like a lot of people lost of just having a simple conversation of being like back and forth back and forth all right so let's go grab lunch or hey you want to go do something after because at the end of the day, you know you do you because like at the end of the day when we go to sleep you're not there with me or you're or i'm not there with you so it's like you you can do whatever you want. Yeah, so it's, it's very hard nowadays for people to have educated conversation. Yeah, it's it most definitely it's who can who can talk louder, who can get their point across faster and louder. Who can be the most flashiest while doing it? Yep, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with any of that. So I always believe that. Yeah. All right. So gym, army, religion. That's, that sounds like the American gym right there. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm more. I'm interested in your army stuff, like in your military. So, what branch were you in, or like what? I was, I was in the Marines. Marines? Yeah. No way, for real. Mm-hmm. Dang. So I have, I have a cousin that's in the Marines. He's uh, stationed in Georgia right now. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, a, I think, what is that? Robert, if you're listening to this, his name's Robert. He's, a, he's a sergeant. Okay. He lives in Georgia. That's crazy. So, I hear that like, cause I haven't been to it, but I hear like the Marines are like really hard to like be able to. Like, I think, well, how, how does all work? Like, do you just choose or they choose for you? Oh, no, you choose. Uh, so, I mean, before you decide you want to go to the military, they have all these offices, Navy, Air Force, Army, yeah, uh, Marines, Space Force now. Uh, that's a thing. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, yeah. You, you go to the office, you talk about them. They'll try and convince you that their branch is better, <laughs> stuff like that. I had a uh, family that was Marines in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everyone knows the Marines as being the badass branch. Yeah, yeah. Um, they this have is the, true. They have the longest. I mean, they have the longest boot camp. Dang. Uh, like how long? Like 
It's three months. Three? Yeah, yeah, three months. Only send letters. I mean, I don't know if it's changed by now. Yeah. I've been out for almost three years. Uh, but no, you can only send letters. I mean, you get fucked up. They, <laughs> if you're not doing something right, you get fucked up. <laughs> uh, I mean, also, my uh, my barracks was on the third floor. We almost had to throw our boots out the window one time. Throw your boots? Yeah. We had to dump our dump our lockers out, uh, scattered all over the floor. We had to un- unlock our lockers, walk around with our eyes closed, relock other locks, uh-huh. and then lock around again, then pick up that random locker that we, wherever we stopped at, and then walk around that. Like we had to like completely destroy our squad bay because we had fucked up. <laughs> well, one person one person messes up, and then everyone has to pay for it. That's how it is. Where was your boot camp at? It was in California. California? Yeah, San Diego. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I, I hear I hear way more horror stories from from the Marines in boot camp than I do any other branch. I ain't gonna lie. I, <laughs> the only thing... I heard a crazy story one time because I have another friend. He's in the Army. I forget where he's at. Romo, if you're listening to this, this is one the story he told us. For real. He, he said some dude ate... Because I think he's a specialist or something. I think explosion egg specialist, whatever. He said someone ate like like a whole pound of like claymore, oh. <laughs> like the clay, bro. Yeah. That, that, I was like, what the freak? He's like, yeah, bro. He just ate it. He just went home and just like get a stomach. Ache. I was like, oh god dang. I mean, some people don't join the military because they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Damn. I mean, but I mean, once you once you go into the offices and you choose, you know, what kind of route you want to go to. Um. Because some branches have more options on, like, where you can get stationed at. Uh, yeah. And different kind of jobs. Because whenever I first went in, yeah, I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't even talk to no branches. I just went to the Marines. I was like, the Marines are the badasses. I had family as a Marines. I'm going to go Marines. Yeah. So I went there and talked to them. I took my ASVAB, got my score. They're like, yeah, you can do any job you want. And I was like, okay. Well, I don't know what kind of jobs there are. <laughs> so... I first signed a, a contract for Motor T. What's Motor T? Oh, Motor T is motor transport. Mm. Oh, and basically, if you if you sign that contract, you, you can go one of two ways. You can either be an operator and drive drive big trucks, mm. or you can be an, a mechanic and you can work on the big trucks. And my, my, my family was a big influence. They didn't really want me to go at first, but then once they knew I was committed, they, they supported me. Yeah, for sure. Which I think that's like most families. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, we don't want you to be motor T. Uh, last thing we want you to do is, is get, uh, get deployed and be on a convoy and an IED blow you up and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, the last thing I want to do is just be, you know, a truck driver Yeah. or work on a truck. Yeah. So I was like, I went up to my recruiter, and I had, like, a month left until I shipped out. And I was like, hey, are there any other jobs I can do? They're like, yes, but you can only change one time. Damn. One more time. Like, one more time in your contract or one more time in, like, in that specific time? In my paperwork, you can only get approved to change your job one time. Damn. At least that's what he told me. Okay, okay. Uh, In reality, if you you sign up to go ship off and you don't want to go, all you got to do is just not go. It's not like they can drag you out. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. So I w- he was like, yeah, I got this aviation support. And I was aviation like, support. he was like, what is that? I was like, what is that? He goes, oh, well, I'm not really quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, there's a lot of jobs depending yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on what you are. There's there's aviation side, which is aircraft, and then there's ground side, which is you know infantry and uh, you know everything on the ground. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not really quite sure, but you're gonna, it's gonna be you're gonna be dealing with aircraft. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was like, okay, well, aircraft sounds better than truck. <laughs> so I, I signed Definitely. the contract and I went off to the MEPS building in Houston. I was going through, you know, all the paperwork, all the stuff, and I, I found a guy who knew a little bit more about it. He was like, "Yeah, you have like, you have like a ten percent chance to be a firefighter, <laughs> uh, an aviation firefighter." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds dope." Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, but not many people get get it." He's like, "You're either gonna be doing that, you're gonna be a bulk fueler, so you're gonna be fueling up all the aircraft as they land, yeah, or you're gonna be basically like a maintenance. You're gonna be working on the airfield and making sure all the lights are working, make sure all the all the equipment's working for the aircraft. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that all doesn't sound too bad. Um, I wanted to be the, the firefighter, though. And, you know, I had a, a couple people, actually, that I shipped off with. Uh, actually, a majority of my platoon was all from Houston, Texas, because at the time when I shipped out, yeah. Hurricane Harvey had hit. Damn. So we were delayed. All the, aircra- all the airports were shut down. So we all shipped out together, all, you know, Houston Texans, Marines, yeah, all together, and a lot of us were aviation support, and aviation. it turns out almost all of us got firefighter. What? So I turned, I turned out to, to be a firefighter, and then from there I went to, to went to my my basics school in uh, San Angelo, Texas. San Angelo. Uh, so I got to come back to Texas for a little bit. Yeah, it's, the <laughs> w- it's hot as hell up there. <laughs> And then in the winter, it's cold as hell. <laughs> what the hell? It's 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 a it's like a sub desert uh, uh-huh. temp- temperament up there. Yeah. So it was really hot and really cold, but you know I went through all my training over there, drag dummies, uh, climbed through buildings, dragged hose, you know, did all the firefighter training, and I ended up coming out with all all kinds of certifications and stuff like that. Damn. That's and, crazy. And then after that, they shipped me out to North Carolina. North Carolina, and I said North Carolina, so I got out. <laughs> I, I actually did go to Norway. I went to Norway, Norway? for to two and a half months on a training op. And how was that? It was it was beautiful over there. Yeah, what was like what was like something that you like enjoyed the most over there, like the like just the scenery or like the just the culture or was it? Um, the scenery I would say is is the best part. I yeah. went on. I was able to go on a, a convoy. Uh, while I was there, uh-huh. and we you know, all piled into Humvees and uh, big, big seven tons, and all the roads are like on the side of mountains or on the side of hills. Uh-huh. So as you're going, it was like sundown, so the sun was going down over the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the air felt like clean; it wasn't all polluted or nothing. Dang, the air was crisp, and the people there are super nice. Yeah. So the that now that I was able to go out in the town and take all these Humvees back and talk to all these people, I would definitely go back. Yeah. If I could. Damn. So that was two months, right? Yeah, it was about two and a half. I, I we left in uh in like late September and I got back in late November. I think I got back like a day before my birthday, November twenty first. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Damn. And then that's how the whole gym journey came about and stuff right after. Yeah? Yep. That's crazy. Wow. That, man, like, I don't... 
don't know. What's so like military and then into gym, right? Why? I, I don't. Okay, but so you, let's go back to certifications because I'm interested in that. I'm not gonna lie with you. When you said certifications, what like what do you like? What are you certified in from the military? I'm firefighter one, okay. firefighter two. Yeah. What's the uh, difference between them? It's just uh, different abilities. More. I don't. I don't. I don't know to the full extent. Yeah. But basically, it shows I have more experience. Okay. Okay. So like, uh, when it comes to like house fires. Mm-hmm. And you know, car fires and uh, a thing called a blevy, which is like a gas tank fire, stuff like that. So basically, since I've done all that, they, they gave me both. Nice. Um, so I got both of those. Right. And then I got airport firefighting from the aircraft. What? So I was I we practiced doing fire aircraft fires. And then I got. Had you ever had the experience one while out there? No, we had we had warnings, so we had to monitor while they land to make sure no fires happen. Yeah. But while I was in, no aircraft caught fire. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Number one right there. You, you, you train for something to happen and just be glad it doesn't happen. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I got the aircraft firefighter. We got hazmat operations. Hazmat operations. Uh, two different hazmat operation certifications. What is those? Like, what do those entail? Uh, basically... Uh, how to control a leak if there if there's a leak oh like an aircraft and stuff or something yeah oh, okay okay that's cool so if it's leaking somewhere how to how to like close off the the scene and uh keep the material contained yeah for the most part um I got telecommunicator one telecommunicator two which are basically like just beginner and advanced for uh dispatch stuff like that nice because when you're on shifts, you can you rotate between dispatch and you're know, on crew. Oh, you're on ships? No, shifts. Oh, shifts. My bad. Yeah. I was about to say, like, you're on ships. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had the ability to, but I wasn't lucky enough to go on one. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I was telecommunicator uh, certified. Um, and then right after I left, they implemented uh, EMS certification. EMS. So I didn't yeah. – I unfortunately didn't get to get that. Mm-hmm. We did get medical training, but it wasn't a certification, hmm. unfortunately. Because <laughs> that would open a lot more doors. Yeah. I was definitely – like, in, w- in what sense, like, in doors for what? Like, for something that you were interested in, what was, like, what was interesting about it? I mean, when I first got out, I was I was possibly inter- interested in going into – back into aviation. Um, oh, okay. So going to airports and stuff like that and be a firefighter for them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the closest airport we got is Houston. And yeah, G- G- George Bush, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't particularly like going to the city. Oh, how come? Uh, I just if you don't mind me asking, I don't, obviously. I don't like people. <laughs> okay, it makes sense. Makes uh, sense. People, people drive like they own the road. People act like they're entitled. <sighs> yeah, and most definitely. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay, no, nah, I, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but the every every job opportunity that I saw for firefighting you had to be in ems certified. EMS. i mean for the good paying jobs you had you had to hmm. interesting there was a job like i said there's a job opportunity in antarctica Antarctica. Ant- would you wanted to go out there though i was th- at the time i was thinking why not <laughs> yeah i was sure. like i was like antarctica it was like it's a temporary job you go up there for like three months it's cold and like it, it's freezing well they give you they, they'll, they, they'll take care of you you're not like sleeping outside or nothing oh yeah but i'm just saying I, I don't know for me personally waking up every day and then changing it and just knowing out there is like 
like the below Greek <laughs> weather, like negative 30. <laughs> and so I have to work through all that. I don't know. I couldn't be able yeah. to handle that. I mean, it definitely would have been tough, but at, at the time I was, I was really contemplating it. I think the pay was like, it was like $2,000 a week Dang. or something like that. And I mean, like I said, usually with aircraft firefighting, you're trained for something to happen and usually not a lot of stuff happens. Which is good. So I was thinking to myself, man, if I go up there, it might be the same way. Yeah. I might be just supporting, you know, like cargo trips or people, you know, air travel and stuff like that. And, you know, nothing might happen. I might just be up there, you know, twiddling my thumbs and be cold as hell, but I'm going to get paid good. <laughs> I was definitely. Uh, I, mean, I decided not to. Uh, and that was, that was like right when I had got out. But what was it? Well, why didn't you? Like, why say not to to that? Because you did the certification stuff or because of the... No, I had, like, since I had just gotten out, mm-hmm. I had already been gone for, you know, that long. And my family, like, when I left, my none of my siblings were in high school. They were all young. I got back. You when know, did they leave? Like, wh- like, what was their ages when you when you left? So, me and my brother are seven years apart. Seven? Or, yeah, me and my younger brother are seven years apart. And my, me and my younger sister are eight years apart. No. Mm-hmm. Seven and six. So yes, you're the oldest? I'm the oldest out of all, all right. my siblings. So I had all my young, younger siblings. They're going through life, right? And, yeah. You know, they're, you know, seven years younger and six years younger. And then you leave for like four years and you come back and they're about to graduate high school. Yeah. It's like, damn. And it's like, you're all grown. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, why, why am I going to leave my family? Because the family is important to me. Yeah. I was like, wh- I don't know. I don't want to leave my family. I just got back. They, uh-huh. know, they need me. Uh, you know, I got uh, parental, you know, situations and stuff happening every now and then with conflicts and stuff. Right. I'm like, they probably need their big brother or at least, or at least a, a good male yeah. leader. So I decided not to go and stay in the area. Nice. And took different jobs here and there until I, I got to where I am. Nice. <laughs> Interesting. Ha, ah, that's... That's a lot. That's a lot. And how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm only 24, and I've been, yeah, I've been through quite a bit. <laughs> 24. I'm turning 24 this year. I didn't even. That's crazy. And you going through all that? I can't. I can never relate. Thing. <laughs> that's crazy. Damn. So, hmm. Military. Got the all the covered, right? But wait a minute. You know what? I totally forgot that we missed. It was at the very beginning. I forgot. We, <laughs> we forgot to talk. I forgot to ask you about the Boy Scouts because that's where oh, we first. Yeah. That's where we first met. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is <laughs> me and John. I am over so here. sorry. We bro. met when we were oh, like eleven or twelve or something. We were young. I was younger than you, way more. Cause yeah. wait, no, no, you're 24. No, we're we're like we're close. Never mind. Yeah, you were like a year younger. Th- you're younger than me. I turned 20, about to turn 25. It's crazy, cause I thought you were like way older than me when I was in Boy Scouts. I'm not gonna lie with you, but that. Oh my gosh, man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we're yeah we were in Boy Scouts <laughs> together. Everybody, everybody laughs. Oh, you were in Boy Scouts? That's cute. We're gangster. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they always make fun of us, but we did some actually pretty dope stuff. Yeah. Some cool experiences from that. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about the Boy Scouts. Yeah, I think I was, on, I was only in Boy Scouts for, I want to say, like, two years. Two? Yeah. And then I moved to Lake Jackson. What was the highest rank that you got? Do you remember? 
<laughs> I I think uh I mean it was only like Tenderfoot, which is like only like the second or third <laughs> rank you can get. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Our our troop was definitely special. <laughs> we're, we're, we're definitely a special troop. Bro, we're the best troop. <laughs> I mean, anywhere we, we went when we camping and and all that stuff, we would talk to other troops who were definitely uh we're not bad. not socially awkward and. <laughs> We were like, we're every time, every time we went somewhere, we we're like, dang, we're normal. What's wrong with these people? Right. <laughs> the camps are amazing. The, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about that. Ain't it, that so? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, it was definitely a, a f- fun while it lasted, though. I remember one thing. The one like crazy like stick stick memory that I have for Boy Scouts is when we we're camping. I forgot where, but you know how like the trees, they like. Like, they have, like, all the vines and stuff, like, all, like, tangled up. Mm-hmm. I remember it was you. What was his other name? I think Braxton. I think that's his name. And then the – what's what was his other – do you remember the other guy that was that was there? Um, He was – We had uh, – He was, like, he was, like, our leader for the most oh, part. Oh, Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, his name Dustin. Yeah, you went – but you went all the way on top, and you were laying on top of the pile, though, like, in between the trees. I don't know why that memory is so stuck to me, but you're – up there you're like bro let me climb up there and he climbed up there and you were just you were just laying on there like no 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 hold like nothing holding you in between just the two trees just like a hammock ass kids climbing trees <laughs> <laughs> man i can't believe i forgot about that because i left i wanted to keep on going honestly but i left because that was around the time what happened then my dad passed away that's why i stopped going yeah, yeah i think i i mean i think everything just started kind of slowly falling apart yeah so I, oh, I what, do, what do you think it was? Well, our scoutmaster yeah. wasn't isn't the best. He was a old guy stuck in his ways. So like yeah, you, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't wear like no hat backwards. You couldn't wear nothing. You had to act a certain way, or he he would, you know, yeah. bring out his his old uh, old views, and it kind of he was just super strict on everything. Which, which I mean, it's okay to be strict, but not the way he was being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, he would, you know, be a little, little too controlling. <laughs> and then, I don't know, we, there ended up being a problem where, uh, I felt like I was being bullied, and I, I think my dad had brought it up mm-hmm. to to him and to the other people running it. Yeah. And it ended up where my dad was like a step in scoutmaster for like a few weeks. For real? Because because he. We ended up making. I don't remember that. He, w- I think it was after you had left. Oh, okay. He, anyways, our old scoutmaster ended up leaving, and my dad stepped in for a while. Nice. And it just, it just started going downhill. Yeah. Did, so did then I left, and then I think eventually there was only like two or three members, so we all just dissipated. And I think, I think everybody just quit. I don't think anybody went to any other any other troops. We just yeah. all just. Yeah, because I don't think there's no other troop around here, isn't there? There's one. There's a. I think it's a couple in Lake Jackson, but not well, Freeport. We were the only only troop. Mm, most definitely. Man, I'm. So, I hate myself. I. St- I can't believe I still forgot about that. I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> You're good, man. <laughs> it was good times though. Yeah, most definitely. I enjoyed that. Another one that stayed with me was we went to a nuclear power plant. Well, were you there for that? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was part of my merit badge. That's why I went over there. There's a lot of. A childhood memories I I forgot. For real? Yeah. I do. Do you were you there? We went to Leoland. Were you there for that? Oh, you went to 
No. Yeah. We went to Legoland. Man, man this is dumb, man. I went to a damn <laughs> nuclear power plant. Y'all went to Legoland. This is dumb. You know what? Never mind. We're not talking about Boy Scouts anymore. Forget <laughs> this. You had, a, you had a better time than I did. What the hell? Uh, God dang. That, uh, I still hate myself for that. Dang. All right, dang. All right. So, Will, we talked about your your past and your whole life and um, from your from being in the military, from it pers- like finding who you are and finding and being more in tune with your relationship with God, right? And then from that, we went to talking about your gym, right? So, unlike some some like sort of things, what do you what do you feel like from all of it, from being being from learning to understanding to knowing what you know now? What are like, or what are a couple of things that you feel like are the most important and the most things that you want to share to the people listening that you feel like that you learned from this journey that you had? The most important thing yeah. over everything right. is find a support system. Support system. If your family is crap, don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you. You know, you have you have every reason to stop. It's your it's it's up to you not to. Yeah. The world doesn't give a crap about whether you succeed, whether you you know, how far you go in life. The world doesn't care. Mm-hmm. These random people you see every day around you, they don't care. Right. They're they're worried about their own life. Mm-hmm. You find your support system and you keep your circle small and the people that care about you, the people that want to see you thrive and you want to see them thrive. Mm-hmm. And you you just stay close to them. Yeah. You keep them updated. You let them know what's it's going on. Take take good advice. Um and you just keep pushing. But you want to make sure that that small circle you got, they're not they're not like your homeboys that that don't do nothing you do. If you want to start a business, you don't want to you don't want one of your homeboys that just, you know, plays video games and uh and you know goes to work at McDonald's and just comes back home and repeats yeah, it every no day. No ambition or anything, no goals that they need to find someone that you want to emulate. You want to find someone that that has the same goals as you, that wants to better themselves, you know, go to the gym. Yeah. Uh uh, go to the gym. They want to eat right. Mm-hmm. They want to grow themselves. They want to, you know, read books. They want to do something that's getting them better. Even if it's if they're only taking like a class or two at the college every other semester, you know, you want to find someone that's trying to get better. Yeah. Because you you end up becoming the company that you keep around. Most definitely, most definitely. Which, like, I've I've learned that in the years, like in the couple years I've been doing like trying to see who I am, trying to see. So I totally agree with that. And especially when I'm with my cousins in Houston, like this is all we talk about of trying to get better and trying to elevate ourselves from where we are now and stuff. So like I really do respect that, like how you say, like keeping your circle small, have people around you that they're trying to succeed. No matter in what, at least they have goals and, and stuff that they're trying to work on to get to to help you strive and strive and make you feel better by yourself and make you feel like you can do it as much as they can do it mm-hmm. because we're elevating each other. Exactly. Feel, not feeling alone is, is one of the most important things. Most definitely. You find someone that, that supports you. Uh, 
and someone that's that's there for you no matter no matter what mm-hmm. that's that's it that's the most important thing is i mean so, sometimes it's hard to find yes most definitely I mean, especially in the world we live in it becomes a tricky place yeah i mean i grew up a very shy kid yeah in the military really uh spread my wings a lot so now i'm a lot more confident most in myself definitely. um but you know if you see if you don't got nobody you don't got you know close friends that are you know trying to elevate themselves and your and your family's not doing too good yeah uh you're trying to break that cycle in your family mm-hmm. uh it's, it's very important that you want to try and break that cycle you need to go out go to the gym see someone you see someone that's you know working out you know they're not in the best shape yeah they're they're just now starting with starting themselves you know, go talk to them, make friends with them. Most they, definitely. They might end up going through the same thing that you're going to, and boom, that's a support system right there. Right. Most definitely. Huh? I feel like we talked talk good enough. I feel like it's good. Yeah. You're good? All right. I feel like I talk a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the one late conversation. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you, Will, for coming along on the pod. And most definitely, we will run this back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, couple months or in a month or so and see where we're at and then we come lo- i would love to have you back on and talk about more man yeah for sure but for sure this i appreciate you for stepping in for this episode i appreciate your time and also i appreciate you for just overall man so thank you yes sir all right this is the one late conversation and we're out we signing off <laughs>